love you. Thank you so very much for tuning back in to another important episode of our lovely show here today. I almost stole the title again. I was like, damn it, why do I keep doing that? No, I didn't. I didn't steal it. It's still yours. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am the Green Traveler from Gorge. <coughs> and I am the Faceless Leon. And this <laughs> is Green and Faceless on the Couch. That's the title. So we get it out of the way so that there's no more temptation. Oh, thank you. This is a podcast about movies and TV. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're here. We're doing a, a threesome, uh, particularly to celebrate uh, Women's History Month. And, yes, this uh, is for all the ladies out there. This is for half of us out there. The, yeah, well, not probably more half. than half. I think. What? Maybe not. I was going to say, maybe more. Maybe it's more than half. We don't. You know, like, yeah. Well, maybe it's not. I don't know. Who knows? And the I've basis of, of sex, uh, I think it was 51% were women. And that's oh, honestly nice. be probably because of war and violence. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like, in, especially in my life, I know a lot of individuals and in my own personal life where the family was husband, wife, two male children. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of... A lot of that dynamic in my life, I'm just like, man, why is that so common? Like, everywhere I, I look. It could just be your genes. I hope just, not. Just more male chromosomes. If I ever if I ever have if I ever have kids, I really hope I don't I, I want two daughters. That's my goal. <laughs> I want two daughters. I don't want sons. <laughs> oh man. Um I can't yeah. raise a male. Well, I mean, just raise them to not think like an asshole. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's really hard because, like, you know, even though I personally identify as non-binary, I still have that male asshole-ishness. So I'm like, right. I would be worried that that would pass on to my offspring. Yeah, I'd be like, I feel like I can handle that in women. And men, though, I'm just like, oh, no, what do I do? How do I <laughs> how do I fix this? How do I correct this? <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of just ingrained. Like, there's times where I find that I, I am doing shitty things and i'm like you know i i would not do this would not say this if i had the other perspective and right i feel like yeah i've I've gotten better at like stepping back and being like looking at my reaction being like am i doing this out of like stubbornishness Uh like is this coming out of like uh is this like a really stupid reaction and most of the times it is so I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting better at it, and now that the I, seasons are finally changing, and I was able to sit outside on a beautiful day, I think it's going to get much easier for the next few months. <laughs> yes, yeah. It was very nice today. It was cold, cold again. It's been cold the last couple of days. Yeah, but it was a but weird cold. It it, it was, was like a, very. It, it was sunny, very sunny, so it felt nice. Yeah, it's a comfortable cold. Mm-hmm. No wind. I had a blanket on. Yeah, blanket on, sitting outside reading a book, dog whining, but she was out, out there still enjoying it. She yeah. whines everywhere she goes. So, I'm going to say up front that the struggle has been very real, and yes, just like a lot of things, there was a period that seemed that was very cool on this, <clears throat> this uh, the subject of quality between the genders there was a period that seemed that i had cooled off when we were growing up and then 
particularly here recently, there's been a whole lot of things that have happened, like uh, yeah. the the administration that we had in the Oval Office. There was a lot of concerns with that, rightfully so, yeah. I believe. And uh, also the, Me Too movement. the yes, the Me Too movement. Uh, a lot of important things. Even even yeah. this, I believe. It was just very recently that it became a whole month that we uh, recognize the struggle yeah, of of yeah. th- that is what we call women's history. And I got to say, too, like we've we've mentioned many times uh, personally how our own education being raised was pretty poor in our yeah. opinions in regards yeah. and especially in regards to uh, the fight for women's suffrage. Because, like, I feel like... We in, just in, breezed over it. Uh, yeah, it's it's the best way to just transition into the first movie, too. But, like, I just want to say before before I let you talk Suffrage, is that mm-hmm. I feel like that movement, uh, uh, that time period, at least, in regards to women's equality and women getting the right to vote and everything, that was taught in my school as just a victory. Yeah. As it was just kind of like... And in this year, we you know, they voted to give the women the right it to vote. It was just and, a like, timeline. Yeah. Was, yeah, and it was the, there was no women mentioned. I don't remember that were like mm-hmm. very important at the time. Emily Davison mentioned in this movie. I didn't know who she was. Like, there's a lot of people that I think are like huge in this time period that I just didn't hear about because they weren't taught to me. Yeah, and I think that's a a damn shame. It is. It definitely is a damn shame. Um, and I feel like I learned a lot from watching this movie which i believe yeah yeah is really the takeaway that uh sarah gavron would have us take however putting this foot forward it is historical fiction the main character maude watts uh played by carrie mulligan there's a lot of m names <laughs> And then there's Maude. Yeah, there's Maude. Um, I can I can only think of that whenever I hear this name. <laughs> Damn you, uh, Family Guy. So Maude Watts is a launderer. I I doubt that's what they called her. I don't remember what the title was. But anyways, Man. both her and her husband Sonny, played by Ben Wishaw, they work in this place. Uh, he does deliveries, and she works with the chemicals and washes the clothes. And it's hard work. It's terrible for your health. And oh, yeah. a, all the women who work there die young, pretty much. And you see that, too. You, it, uh, yeah. Sarah Gavron does a pretty good job. And the right, it's written by Abby Morgan. And like with the script and with Sarah's directing, you do get a good glimpse at the uh, the, the harsh qualities that they're yeah. Uh, working and living in because a lot of right. them live where they work right like so it, it was so I, I feel like they didn't necessarily drive this particular point in but i don't feel like they had to like it was so ingrained that it was a woman's job to wash the clothes that they didn't think that they were asking them to do what was a the harder job and be the less safe job and valuing their men employees over them. But, but at this time period too, women were considered property really like the husband owned his wife and his daughters until they were married. Yeah. And they had a, 
they had a scene early on where uh at the end of the work day when when uh Maud and what's the husband's name? Uh Sonny. And they're Sonny, they have yeah, a Maude they and... have a son named George. Thank you. Yeah, when all of them are gathered at the, the dinner table, they have a scene where Maud has to hand Sonny all of her goal or all her coin mm-hmm. and he like puts it all together on one area for him. You just you get a good idea of what the life is like. Right. Uh, early, pretty early on, it's really well set up. How just how weird, how like it, it seems weird. Of but that was the time period. You know, it just it seemed very yeah. Just horribly this is long. oh, I'm trying to remember what the very date Dickensian. was, but I believe it was 1870s. But I could be wrong. It's it's very. It felt like a very very much like Charles Dickens too. So let me see. I, I just want to get what what the date was because. 1912. Thank you. Was when it started, I guess. And it goes all the way through Yes, I recall the uh the the titles now. I I don't it think it made it the 1920s, I think. Yeah, I think maybe, it maybe makes it, it to the short. 1920s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't they I, don't pass the they don't pass when it starts in America. Cuz this all takes place in yeah, this all takes place in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, right? Yes. This is the yeah. UK. I believe it's all yeah. London, even. Yeah, and I, and I just read here, though, uh, UK women were given a right to vote in 1918. I think that's around the the time period that this film ends. And they just okay. have placards that, you know, afterwards. Yes, and they just, yeah, it is, I, I will say up front, I'm not a huge fan of the ending. It, it kind of just ends, as if it yeah. were a documentary or a biopic about somebody who wasn't dead yet right and, which is strange because mod is very clearly based off of another mod that really existed yeah this movie this movie did a lot of that because uh there's another main character um played by helena bottom carter her name is edith and she's based off of another character like i think the character i think the i say based off another character she's based off a real person right i think the real person's name was edith new Hmm. And this is, I don't remember what Edith and this is, her last name is, but they, um, they did that a lot where they just kind of based them off of historical right, people. Right, right. And Maud is based off of Maud Joachim. And it might just be that they wanted to put these people in the same room together and they never were. It could be something That's like that. Fair, yeah. it, it's just weird because they have, they have um, Emily Davison, who I mentioned earlier, who is kind of the, the, uh, the climactic into this movie it's it's like it's a you know a tragic moment mm. but it's a martyr kind of moment yeah. where it's like this is what the movement needed to be to be brought to the public eye that was a real person emily davison was real you know right. I, after this movie I, I immediately looked her up and like read about her life and everything and it's just it's weird because it's like i don't know why they would focus on the these fictional characters when they had a real person here that they could have just told that story yeah i feel like it, it was a very similar Similar-ish tale, you know, they could have. Yeah, you know, that would have been cool. History, but maybe just to focus on that real person. I mean, also because that one does have an ending, you know, like yeah. that, that story has has an end. Yeah, and then you know they could have had like a little bit of falling action where they people talked in politics and whatnot, but uh, I think that. Getting Maud's reaction though, and Carrie Mulligan is really great oh, yeah. in that particular scene. I think. Yeah. I think that was still 
a really big moment for this film. I think it still works yeah. for this film. But yeah, I still don't like the ending so much. So let's go. I think we need to step back and do more synopsizing because you mentioned that women got the vote in in UK in eighteen, but well, I should say nineteen eighteen because we've we've lived yeah. through an eighteen shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mod really at first is just curious about the suffragette movement. She doesn't really yeah. know what she thinks about it. She does know that there's that it's not equal, and maybe it should be equal. But she goes to a couple of rallies to hear some things, and eventually she gets in trouble. And Sunny gets mad, and then she tries to stop doing it. And then she goes, she can't hold back in a certain situation. One dealing with her employer, and she she cannot hold back what she has to say to him and i think i'm remembering a a much later part where she basically abducts that child (laughs) (laughs) but that's much later in the movie uh because what i was trying to come up with is that she gets in trouble again actually gets arrested and the employer kicks her out and he i believe he kicks out sunny too and Sonny then in turn kicks Maud out of the house and eventually gives George to another family to take care of. Yeah, it's it's really upsetting when you see yeah. that scene. Yeah, it is. It's like I mean it's it's so weird because like I mean, you don't get a good impression at all from George or from Sonny, I mean. Right. Uh, you know, he's he's easily a very detestable person. Um but at the same at time first at first, you feel like, oh, he's not such a bad guy. Um, yeah, he's just he, warped by the times. Right, exactly. And then you get to the point where, you know, he doesn't ever physically uh, punish her, I don't think. No. But don't think the way so. that he shuts her out is pretty pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah. And you start to hate him a lot. And <clears throat> yeah. but, but, the, but him just giving his son up for adoption just it, it came out of the field almost like and, but not in a way that, that felt way. unbelievable like you can you you it was still very much like oh my god like i could totally see this happening but like you know you just don't expect it and it's very upsetting mm-hmm. scene uh yeah. especially since you see it from mod's perspective it's it's a rough one so mod joins up for realies she is all in uh at this point and they start doing some really some pretty bad vandalism just trying to get attention because their opinion their leader's opinion played by meryl streep and under meryl streep is helena bottom carter as well right. as edith ellen what was fucking meryl streep's character's name uh emmeline i don't remember her last name but thank you emmeline pankhurst and, they, and and the police just refer to her as uh, Mrs. Pankhurst. Anyhow, she has told them we have to be, we have to do violent things because men only understand war. We have tried peacefully for a long time, and yeah, I'm not sure, you know, how how much I 
agree with that notion but it it worked and i'm sure that the men back then were a lot more headstrong than uh, some of us are now right because a lot has changed since then (laughs) yeah yeah definitely uh definitely piqued the interest of enough people including like uh the the main i I don't remember what he was if he was a police he was a police or what uh i think he was just a detective yeah, Bren- Brendan Gleeson's character. I I just wrote down Arthur. I don't know what his uh mm-hmm. his role, his rank and title are. Uh, he was he is definitely placed as like the kind of as the main antagonist. Uh, yeah. Inspector Inspector Arthur Steed, and, and like even a like with a tiny bit of antihero because there's yes. like there's moments where he's like I don't want to do this it's just I I uphold the law and this is right. the law but that's the excuse of any fucking cop ever yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's just it's it, it's it's entertaining you know and it, it makes for another obstacle for uh, Carrie uh, Mulligan for for Maud to have to live through. Right, but like just the the prison scenes alone were some of like the the very yeah more challenging scenes. That's like I did not know that you know. I mean, I, I'm sure I knew, but like I did not. I wasn't very aware that a lot of this like stuff happened. For, you know, it's like I yeah. knew it was. I knew it was bad. Like, but I did not know it was. This is bad. fictional, but this <laughs> shit definitely happened. <laughs> like, so going yeah. going into this. Just know that these characters probably didn't know do these specific things, but women in this movement went through these specific things. Yeah, I think Emily Davison specifically. Uh, they talk a lot about her. Actually, I think the first time they mention her is in the prison. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think so because they're they're talking about her, what she's been through the the fasting strikes that she's right. gone on or the hunger strikes, I guess yeah. that she's gone on. And like the the torture methods that they they done to her, like specifically, they they would force feed right. uh, pe- the women who went on hunger strikes, and it's just like it's you know it's it's just awful to to realize, and it's at, at the same time it's awful to realize that this isn't being taught that yeah. I had to learn this from a movie, right? That you know, and I'm happy this movie happened you know even though i don't think of this film as being overly like cinematic it's not it's not like a, a great grand movie right but the the message behind it the story that i learned is like super important and yeah. i'm happy that it happened yeah so i think it is very important i agree with you for everyone to realize how hard the fight r- really was to get to where we were and like right getting the vote wasn't the end of the fight and like you said no. we we teach it in our education system as this this great victory which not to diminish it it was but there was a lot more fight after that which i think Still could is. segue us into our next movie but we should do some closing statements yeah you're right uh, i still give it three stars i will say that you know great performances and it, again it's very like i definitely recommend going to check it out if you haven't seen it because you know, I hadn't even heard of this film uh, until you mentioned it to me, I think, because we were, we were talking about doing a Women's History Month episode, and you mentioned this, and I was like, oh, I never even heard of it. Looked it up, saw Carrie Mulligan from, uh, we talked to her in Promising Young Woman, and we loved her performance in that, so, yeah. Well, I'm going to give it a full face. I think that I would consider, I would put it on a list of important watches 
uh, especially if you're curious about this particular era and the fight against the patriarchy. <laughs> fight against um, Big Brother. Fight against the man, literally. So I feel like it does have kind of a weekend game, but I think maybe that's kind yeah. of an, a trend that people go for with these kind of movies, a high moral impact movie. They they kind of want people to be like, oh, well, at the very least, it makes them think I gotta go about, yeah, the movie. Like, they're like, oh, that's yeah. kind of a weird ending. That that kind of does stick with you, at least for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But, I don't know, and maybe a big punchy ending would still make me remember it more. I don't know. That's the I mean, only that's, that, I have that's what I'm it. saying. Like, I, yeah. I, I think the one correcting note would be to just base it off of Emily Davison. Yeah, that you would know, be I'm cool. Sure, like I like the story. I like the story they built around Maude. I like this character, and I like the the fight that she she put up, and you know, especially all the people that she met. I like you know, I loved Helena Bonham Carter's Edith, but Emily Davison just has that impactful ending. Yeah, that I feel like you could have just easily based it off of her story and. You know, it would have been been more impactful all around. I do have one other thing that I was... It was a, a slight disappointment was that I thought... I really like Meryl Streep. And I thought she was going to be a bigger part. And she basically just has a monologue. <laughs> That's yeah. it. All right. Well, we'll move on then. Um, should we do a soda par- pop break? Soda yeah, it's either that or, or a promotion. Which one do you think? We, which one should we throw up first? Let's do the promotion then. Yeah, yeah. If if you enjoy, if you you know what, if you <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. I was gonna I was gonna say say if you support women's history, support these two. <laughs> <laughs> support these two men financially. <laughs> no, that's awful. If you like this show, though, you could head on down to. Uh, uh, patreon.com slash green and faceless you can check out our our tiers there subscription tiers with some of yeah. them come with merchandise but at the same time you know talk to us we might be able to get you some merchandise you know we don't we don't know but if there's interest yeah make it happen yeah you guys want t-shirts well i mean if you are a loyal patreon promoter for three months at a certain tier you will get a t-shirt but you could also oh, yeah. just let us know like my friend just said, and we will make that maybe happen. Maybe, dude, for like forty bucks, be, I'll buy a white. Take away for you'll color it in yourself. Is that what you're yeah, gonna say? Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, forty bucks. I'll grab a white tee and I'll just like draw it on there. It's uh, worth more that way. How about this? Original. If we art. get twenty people to contact us, and I think that we're gonna delete this too because I have to think about the actual financial like burdens <laughs> put on us. So if we get 20 people to say they Let's want say a t-shirt, a hundred. Okay. If we get a hundred people to say they want a t-shirt, then we will, we will buy a stock of 200 and sell them the t-shirts. And that way we'll oh, have yeah. some. So like let us know, you know, you can go to our Facebook page our Instagram account. I've been meaning to set up uh, a fan website, and I'll do that by next episode. I just said it. It's a promise. I'll do it by next nice. episode. 
Right? Yeah, you're going to hear it and you're going to go and you're going to make it. You're going to do it. That's right. It's the way it is. Soda pop time. I like it. All right, let's do it. Are we back? I think we are. Yeah. Yes. On the basis of sex. On to. On to. On the basis of sex. Yes, on the basis of sex. sex. I'm only saying it a lot because the movie they liked did to say it a lot. Quite like a, bit. a hell of a lot. And they even make a joke of it. And maybe that was just yeah. a joke of the, the script writer, uh, Daniel stapleman i stopped <laughs> yeah daniel stapleman he is the uh he's actually the real life nephew of uh ruth bader ginsburg wow. and that is what the on the basis of sex is on the basis of sex is a biographical legal yes. drama based on uh based on the early life of of ruth bader it's uh, a small section like just a couple of years uh let me let me look at well look it, it covers her uh, edu- her law education through 1956 i believe the 70s at some point in the 70s yeah i think 1956 through like early early 70s ish yeah. it's it's uh yeah it's it's a good portion of her life but um there's a lot more there there's a lot more legacy to be told but that's not a detriment to the movie i'm not honestly gonna attack this movie for focusing on a small section and not her whole life yeah it's fine yeah but in these in these moments in this in this year, uh, as you said, it covers her education, her husband, who is played by oh sorry, she is also uh, played by Felicity right. Jones. Yes. Amazingly, she does great, a great, great job. job. Um, and her husband Martin Ginsburg. What is her husband's name? Martin. <clears throat> thank you. Yeah, Martin is played by Army Hammer. Uh, I mentioned in a uh, previous episode when discussing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Death on the Nile, the the Hercule Poirot movie, that there is some controversy around yeah. Army Hammer. Again, I'm not going to go into that controversy. You can look yep. it up yourself. It's something. I will say that that did make this movie. It made this movie feel a little yeah. weird. I will be yeah, honest, especially how like sweet and warm he is. And you know, there's a yeah. lot of jokes that are coming to mind. I also I texted you. There is a there's a PG scene leading up to a we're gonna have yeah. sex moment between Martin and and Ruth, and again it's written by Ruth's nephew, so it was just it's just a little <laughs> weird. Like, <laughs> but maybe it could have been a Mimi ad. It you know Mimi uh, leader is right, leader or right. Uh, I would say I would yeah. say le- leader letter. You're right on both we parts. Apologize. <laughs> Uh, I do enjoy your movie, though. Uh, Sorry, Mimi. And it, and honestly, uh, I don't remember much of. Uh, I remember that her husband Martin, I believe he's diagnosed with yes. testicular cancer, right? Yeah, and and he's not able to go to his classes for a good, you know, portion. And she starts going to his classes yep. on top of her own classes, on top uh, of also working. I think wasn't she? Didn't she? Have a I, job? No, I Maybe don't not. think. Maybe not. Maybe she did. Well, she had a. They had a. Kid. Well, they had a kid. Yeah. They yeah. had. They had a family. Which you know. So like, you know, that, on top of being a mother. Lucky. Wait, she. They had more kids afterwards, didn't they? After his cancer. Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. had another. I think they had Which two. That's kind of yeah. uh, kind of amazing that he kept that ability. I would say with testicular cancer. Yeah, and and you know I got I got to be honest though up front um, the the movie becomes a legal drama. 
uh, after after her education, after she already accomplished a lot. There's a lot, lot of pushback um, from the dean and her professors, uh, but yeah. she perseveres. And if and if I'm being honest, though, it it being a legal drama yeah. kind of lost me. I'm not not too grasped by those that like Twelve Angry Men is like probably the only one that's like really kept me enraptured. And that's because that's just a really well, well done. That's movie. one I haven't seen, um, uh, but, but I kind of like legal dramas. Legal dramas are good, and this one's not at all. Uh, Runaway Jury, I like that one, but maybe. But it's been a long time since I watched it. That one is a John Cusack movie. Oh, so okay. Ooh. Who knows? <laughs> I'll judge it later. I guess it'll probably show up on our. <laughs> Sorry, John. Sorry, John. <laughs> You've given a lot. <laughs> and and because there's so much it's not on the same it's not on the same pillar as nick cage's oh, no. career no way no but yeah but it's it's something it's something uh, there's a kinship there Give, it, it's like meth know. versus coke <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> <clears throat> but but uh what i was saying though is like with with this one being a legal drama it, it just kind of I, I i struggled to like pay attention to a lot of it and but like right i feel bad because i love ruth bader ginsburg i mm-hmm. love her her life story i love her life accomplishments and i love what she She'll did missed yeah and we miss her and, and i love what she did on the supreme court you know she was one of the best she was one of the reasons i paid attention to the supreme court like right. I have no, I have vague interest in legal drama in any way. Like my brother loved the TV show Jag, which was like legal drama oh. for the army. And wow, it, yeah, yeah. I think it's the navy, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, oh yeah. Sorry, it wasn't. It wasn't for the army. I knew that specifically. It's 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 just I meant I meant military or like the the military. Gotcha, in gotcha, gotcha. Sure. And like I I like. I remember Law and Order being on. I don't remember my parents being interested in it too much, but I remember it being on occasionally. Uh-huh. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. Speaking of, Sam Watterson is in this. <laughs> <laughs> that he is plays true. Aaron Griswold, the dean, uh, and then later fights in the court uh, case against her. Yeah, uh, th- that's the big part of this movie is the court case. Yeah, and I did love, I did enjoy that. She has some really good moments. Uh, um, Felicity Jones as Ruth Bader has some really uh, good and powerful, uh, I guess monologues. You know, it's it's her, yeah, her argument. Definitely, yeah, it's her argument in the case. So I guess it, it still qualifies as a monologue. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's it, it is one of the more fascinating uh, scenes. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I mean, just, that's always the climax of a of a legal drama is the yeah. the courtroom, them winning over the case or giving their last ditch effort and still losing. Right. And, um, and I know I'm going to get the case wrong, so I'm going to get. I need to get a lot of help from you on this one. I know it was about a guy who was the caretaker for his mom. And yes, Charles Moritz, played by Chris Mulkey. Thank you. And and he is uh was he denied a, a tax? He was denied a tax Did break that, yeah. of like two hundred some dollars. Um Which because he 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 used the money to hire um a caregiver for his mom so that he could still work. Uh so he filed the tax credit 
because it was there, a caregiver tax credit. That seemed to make sense to him. Right. So he filed it, and then they said that it was frauded, that it wasn't for him, that it was for there's very there was very specific laws on the basis about of which sex. kind of men could apply for it on the basis of sex. On the basis yes. of sex. Yes. So go ahead. <laughs> Continue. Well, I mean, regale me. I, I, that's the thing is like I don't know where to con- where else to continue because like okay. while this is a good movie, while I still uh, was fascinated by especially by her the beginning. What what fascinated me the most was the front half of this movie when it was about her struggle through her education to become where she was, and then the second right. half is like her uh, her fight to find the lawyer in her, you know that to find her voice as a lawyer, right. as because the- she actually couldn't get a job right out, uh, out of school, so until somebody offered her a professorship. Which she was like, she graduated top of her class, so she should have been able to get a job. Exactly. But it was, yeah, it was sexism. In fact, there was one person who was actually rather impressed with her, but was like, listen, you're too attractive. The wives will get jealous. Yeah. So it definitely was just bullshit, and she knew it was, but she needed a job. Uh, She wasn't just going to do nothing with her degree, so she taught... Uh, other people and like we said she graduated she graduated in the 50s so she then becomes a professor and then when the new feminist movement comes it's the 70s and there's so many more women in her class that she's teaching how the law is against them yeah and that i think that's a really cool part of the movie too yeah it's like showing that yeah I'm sorry, back to the court case, since that was what you asked me about. They take the case to appeals court in front of three judges, no more jury, and the three judges will decide whether or not to appeal it or deny it. And and then they could take it to Supreme Court, I believe. Professor Brown, played by Stephen Root, and Griswold, uh, Sam Watterson's character... They bring on this other guy. I think his name is Jim Bozarth. He's played by Jack Raynor. Yes. He he has the idea to show them how many laws are determined on the basis of sex. And there's like over 200 and some. Yeah. And, and he's like, we have to make it clear that this would be opening up a can of worms and would be a a, a nightmare in the courts for years and years. Yep. And Ruth knows that. R- Ruth, like, she wants to use this case to then take down all those laws. Yeah. Because they should be considered unconstitutional. Yeah. Uh, and so she has to argue with these judges why it's not constitutional to, to make law on the basis yeah. of sex. And she also and has uh, an obstacle against her and that there is precedent for the court right. not to uh, not to accept the appeal, not to, to yes. you know, go her way. They, there are two cases prior to this where the court has said, no, the, I don't know what, what she is. She's not the defense, but no, you are wrong. The precedent shows that discrimination based on sex 
or gender as they use in the courtroom so they don't have to say sex over and over again. Right. <clears throat> Which I wonder if that was like true or if they were worried about the rating. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's interesting. But I, I could see it being true because like they 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 want people to listen. And if you keep on saying sex over and over again, it, they are very easily scandalized <laughs> people at the time <laughs> right <gasps> i would say he said the s word even even with it being the 70s right they, everybody still seemed sh- so shocked whenever you watch <laughs> like a movie from back then so anyhow i i i don't know i mean it's history so i don't feel bad about giving away the ending uh they do win this case yeah uh and it is very important case not just for ruth's career but for the country, women in general, yes, yeah. the country, <laughs> it changed everything, really yeah. made it a, the law yeah. a lot better for everybody, really. Yeah. I mean, there's a placard at the end that like after that, uh, the, the notorious RBG, as she became lovingly uh, known as uh, mm. she, she did exactly as the, uh, the defense was arguing was like, if you do this, it'll open a can of worms. Well, you know, you can call it a can of worms, but it definitely opened it. And she she immediately yeah. started using this to take down other laws. And it's, you know, it's fucking amazing. And like, yeah. And, and you know, as you as you said, because uh, we were talking about it, this before we recorded, because um, I was I was like, I was expecting it to be a much bigger saga legacy movie because she has a huge legacy. And you know, you, yeah, you, she does. You can you can have a lot of those the cases where she was taking down those laws be a, a montage scene, and it's a montage scene that I probably would be totally okay with because it's you know it's it's the same action happening over and over again, but you mm-hmm. see the weight of it, you see the changes that that are happening. But but at the time of this movie being made, she was you know fortunately still with us. Sadly, unfortunately, she has passed. So. Now they can right. do that. Now they can make a gigantic biopic. They film. could make an epic movie of her, and I, don't I think, think that will. that would be great. I honestly, I don't think they will do it soon. No, I know because this movie. Does I, I feel job. like a movie about her coming up recently would be good for us because we're definitely in a, in a state of flux yeah. to use a sci-fi term. Yeah, things are really up in the air. But we're very, you know, we're all very divisive. I don't need to tell us that. Yeah. And and I think she was a, so, a factor that most people could, uh, could rally around, you know, like no matter, right. no matter what your beliefs in, you see her fight and her legacy and it like, you have to give it respect. Like, right. And I, and I feel like perhaps, uh, you know, our country took her for granted while she was with real. us. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like a movie honoring her life would be great. And, you know, you can't just make them a saint either. No. You got to use the bad things too. You got to throw it in yeah. there. And that was one of my, like yeah. I mentioned, again, we had talked about this before. Like, even though I do enjoy this movie, even though I do greatly respect the story and the legacy it's putting forth, uh, at the same time, it's not like an amazing biopic. It's kind of a... a Mm. you know very run-of-the-mill it does a good job and the acting is great yeah i do enjoy the acting uh uh um, felicity jones was beautiful in this movie yeah she was great yeah amazing but it just doesn't carry that that biopic weight you know and and i was telling Mm. you 
crap. What was the, what was I just about to say? Oh, oh, you, you, uh, you actually had mentioned the uh, that you felt like she was a bit put on a saintly thank you pedestal in this yeah that's that was what um, i was trying what i was gonna say is like it, it doesn't which, show any... i mean she's definitely a fucking hero oh yeah, not, yeah. We're, we're not gonna deny that no definitely and, and she and <clears throat> she almost certainly is a, a saint too like she has a lot of good about her yeah but i'm sure that there are some negatives they could have shown i just don't you know mm-hmm. there there isn't any presented and this she really is presented as this like just and she, again, she is a fucking amazing woman. So maybe yeah. there was no negatives, and that's totally fine. But it just it does feel a little saint like in that she is absolutely yeah. perfect. But that's not really it, a yeah, negative. I mean, again, like even not. like it's it shouldn't be no. But like we as humans, I feel like deserve to see humans yeah. on screen, and we and we relate. And, and I don't bit think too. she is inhuman because she suffers. She does suffer a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, maybe, maybe even this film might be saying that when she took that professorship at that at that moment, she was given up a little bit. Right. So there, there is this conflict or you know these like you said earlier obstacles to overcome and i'm gonna go ahead and give this movie a full face i really enjoy it Mm -hmm. i think it has a much stronger ending than the other movie uh and i kind of really like how it's focused in but i would still love an epic movie all about rbj yeah amen to that rbg i gave it i gave it the same uh same rating as uh as suffrage, I give it three stars. Um, I, I feel bad when I feel like I'm being negative to it because it is a great movie. It is very enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. very powerful. Easily recommend again because she is a very powerful figure, and it's good to learn about her. It's good to know about, uh, yeah, you know her 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 education and what she had to go through, get through to be where she's she, a where she's she was. a current character in in our history. Really, yeah. I mean, she even though she's passed, her impact is still it's still rippling out right and it's just i i feel bad though because it's like even though the story is powerful and great it doesn't mean the movie has to be powerful and great and so like the the fact that the movie is not you know a beautiful epic biopic like i would imagine that doesn't matter you know it's still it's still worthwhile watch so definitely watch it well should we move on to our final (laughs) our final film something that has really it's a very recent movie just uh, dropped on playstation playstation fucking disney plus (laughs) playstation Um, plus and this is the second time i've watched it because i we watched it pretty much right when it came out i really hadn't heard anything about it before it came out but i saw that it came out i was like oh it's a new prixar movie why not and me and sarah watched it and we we really enjoyed it yeah. and i feel like you know i hope there's a lot more movies that that come like this right it's a very it's, very um positive movie pixar's uh 25th film wow yeah and That's it's their crazy. it's their first solely directed by a woman wow yeah domi she yeah i think I'm, so domi she po- apologize domi she 
it's great. Yeah, it's a she, great movie. You did a great job. Yeah, she uh, wrote you it. You don't with, need me to pat you on the back, but I I wish I could because it's great. Yeah, she wrote it with uh, Julia Cho also. And I don't know uh, much about Julia Cho's writing filmography or, or bibliography or whatever, but this was Domi Shi's yeah. uh, directorial debut. So wow, yeah, well, fucking fantastic. It feels like they let you do what you wanted to do. Uh, obviously, there's so much animators involved right, that right. I'm sure that the collaboration on what the final product looks like is a lot more. It's a, it's a lot more shared. Yeah, and far more involved uh, than I could wrap my head around. I still don't. Still, don't oh, definitely. It. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's one of those movies that I didn't know. Just like you, I hadn't heard anything about it. It had dropped. Mm-hmm. I still didn't hear about it because I had been on Disney Plus in a while. And, like, I didn't hear about it until just uh, maybe a week or so after it had been released when the moms that mm-hmm. I work with came, came to work and started talking about it. And I was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? I haven't heard about this movie. And, like, they were talking. Uh, it has a lot of controversy on it. Yeah, controversy <laughs> that, like, I wouldn't have known it's anything crazy. about it if I had just watched it. If I had just watched it, I would have been like, right. wow, that was beautiful. I really enjoyed that. I wanted to know yeah. a single damn thing was controversial Controversial about it. The body positivity part of it, they're, they're, they're upset about. Uh, they're, they're upset about the fact that it represents other religion other than Christianity. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. And, and, uh, there's one pastor who said there's demonic depictions in this movie. And, oh my god, guys. I remember, come on. It's a fiction film. I saw one complaint about the fact that someone, that they're, they're just like, they're showing tampons in a kid's film. Like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, oh my god. <sighs> yeah, because, oh my god, because people should know about their body. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw uh, that. I was and, like, you know, I know I'm not the only person screaming that, and I'm definitely, I, I guess you don't need this, this guy screaming that for you ladies but i just feel like it's so obvious and i know you think that as well a good portion of you (laughs) out there but people should just know how their body works and and then and then it would be such a less of a big deal yeah so so much less of it's like people who attack sex education in schools it's like why are you gonna have this like are you gonna have these conversations with your kids like no you're not it's awkward (laughs) Let a professional do it. Yeah, they yeah they always say like okay like my 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 parents did yeah. uh, um on at least I think both of them on separate occasions talked nice. to me. Uh, <laughs> a two my, my dad's was a lot more informational. Not to say anything against <laughs> what my mom had to say about it, but <clears throat> my my dad was like it was like a lecture. You know, that's how he paced it out. And he said, all right, so how did you think that went? And I was like, uh, I was informational. I mean, thanks. Yeah. I mean, they did teach a lot of this in school already. And he's like, really? Yep. That's how mine went. <laughs> and I couldn't tell if he was upset about that or not. My parents were just like, all right, well, I guess it's time for us to have the talk. And like, they started and I was like, yep, taught that in school. And they're like, oh, what about? And I'm like, oh. yep, taught that too. And it's like. Well, you've already had to yeah. talk then. We're good. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Yeah. And like he didn't he didn't teach me how to put a condom on either, but I also don't think they expected me to be sexually active, which I wasn't at the time. Anyhow, 
after the lecture, he said, all right, yeah, at least I thought it was better than how my dad did it. He literally handed me a pamphlet and said, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Might have preferred that method, Dad. (laughs) Anyhow, let's talk about why we wanted to do this for women's history. Well, I think... We've already actually talked about it. Why am I saying that? Uh, I, I wanted to bring us back in because we had a, a technical blip. But right. we want to talk about this movie because it's definitely very positive towards the process of growing up over pu- in puberty and stuff like that. It's definitely the whole thing, one big metaphor for that. Uh, it's also... Uh, great representation of this Chinese family. We have the main character, uh, Mei Lin Lee, played by uh, Rosalie Chang. Uh, and she does a great job. I, I enjoy her. She's, she's very, she, 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 when she's at school, she's very loud and proud of it and uh, takes charge super badass at grades and and happy for it but when she's home she uh, very much is a very obedient child yeah. under her mother Ming helicopter parent played by Sandra O oh. everybody loves Sandra O oh. and um, her dad I believe is Gene uh, played by Orion Lee he's lovely and uh, they run a temple together. It's it is uh, from Ming's family, and they worship their ancestors there. Particularly, I you know I just watched the movie earlier today. I forget what the ancestor's name was, but there's a legend in their family that she loved red pandas and that she took care of red pandas, and it goes further than that. Ming learns when one day she wakes up and is a red giant red panda. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this ancestor during a time of war had asked for the spirit's help and asked them to turn her into a red panda and as well as her daughters. So now whenever a daughter in this family comes of age, they get their red panda, which uh, when it happens, Ming thinks it is uh, her period (laughs) that comes. (laughs) Well, her daughter's like hiding in the bathtub, just like screaming. She's just like, oh no, I'm a red monster mom. Leave me alone. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, And I just like imagined her uh, pulling that, that curtain back and like what what uh ming was thinking in her head like what she was going to see and yeah. stuff and and then she looks away she decides she can't look <laughs> and oh, uh so scene. yeah there's this whole bit where Mayling goes to school and everything and <clears throat> uh when this happens to them they're uh you know the, the very typical dark hair it turns red and it's and i really like what they do with the hair yeah actually. yeah and then also Pixar can just fucking animate hair like fucking crazy. Yeah, actually, I do want to speak about the animation too because uh, again, yeah. I hadn't known anything about this. I didn't know anything at all coming in. I didn't watch a trailer. 
I just heard slight bits from what the mothers were saying. They were keeping it very spoiler free for me because I'd asked them to. But they were just telling me, you know, great nice. movie. Please, you know, like, please go watch this. It's really good. And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely check it out because it sounded interesting. Nice. But then I saw the, the animation for it. And it has a very Wallace and Gromity look. And it was almost, hmm. it, it almost turned me off immediately because I, like, I just saw the, the cover photo of me. And I was like, oh, no, you know, I don't. I, I can I can stand this kind of animation, but it, it's weird for me. Immediately, like five minutes in, I did not care. The animation was beautiful. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Once once I saw yeah. it, you know, just like in a still, it definitely has like a Wallace and Gromit, like big mouth, you know, big curved like Charlie Brown mm-hmm. kind of grin, mouth, and like it, it's it's off putting. But when you see it, when you see the action and everything so beautifully done like great job to all the animators because it was there's so many like small details from like her actions that are just very endearing and Mm -hmm. it's so wonderful i agree they definitely add a lot of uh i I don't know if i want to say stereotypical but mm, traditional animation for cuteness Mm -hmm. Uh, from like they they borrow that from anime a lot uh, in this particular movie. Also, this is based in two two thousand two, so it is a period yeah. piece. And but it's not. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's women's history, but I would say that it is important movie for young yeah, women. Yeah, definitely to definitely. watch and, and and mothers too. And it's also based in Toronto, Ontario, the birthplace of Rush. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Just had to toss that in there. <laughs> Uh, so, Maylin has she goes by May. Well, I'll, I'll shorten it yeah. to May. She has three best friends named Miriam, played by Ava Morris, Abby, played by uh, Hyen Park, and Priya, played by Maitreyi Rama Krishna. Great job! Nice. Yeah, I think I actually might have said the last name right. Probably not the first name. Yeah. I I, I, that's how I was going to pronounce it. Uh, I love her friends. Oh my god! Yeah, um, her friend Each group one is of the them best. remind me of a friend that I have or had growing yep. up, and uh, I just love how excited Abby is about everything. <laughs> it's fucking amazing, um, and how not excited about anything uh free is yeah yeah she's great that's that's the beauty like as you said i can pinpoint friends into all three of those groups they did a great job at being their own thing but at the same time being relatable to pretty much a lot of people yes god it's beautiful they're great i i love them and i just love the sisterhood that they have with may they fucking love boy bands and their tamagotchis <laughs> the tamagotchis oh, i love the tamagotchis <laughs> yeah it's pretty great i i do remember having tamagotchi yeah. i the the these characters i did the math because they're 13 and 2002 don't do it they're really only like don't 3 years older nope. than us nope nope not thinking about it. Not thinking about Four it. Four years older than Stop you. Stop it. <laughs> Why? I don't want to think about how I'm old. Don't do this to me. <laughs> so basically, they've they, now the movies are about our childhood. No. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, so they love this boy band called four town there's five of them um, 
uh, which is a, a good joke in the movie too. And they want to go to the concert real bad, uh, but the parents aren't going to allow them. They decide Especially to, not the giant red panda. <laughs> especially not Ming and Jin. Well, actually, Jin doesn't have anything to say about it. He doesn't have a lot to say about a lot of things. He has um, one until very... Until the end. Yeah, one yes. very beautiful scene at the end where he's got some great stuff. So good. So, yeah, they use the panda to raise money because all the kids think it's the cutest fucking thing. Yeah, it's great. It's like... That's the beauty of Pixar is I can't I think it was Pixar that was just like uh the way they do it is like they write a story beat and it's like all right what is the most unlikely thing to happen that's the next story beat. And like it, them yeah. them using the panda, you know, I was not expecting that to be what happened next. No. I was like, okay, we're going to have to not hide this. We're going to have to figure out how to hide this. <laughs> no, we're going to use this yeah. the fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the the whole movie, kind of to wrap it up, because I want to save a lot of it yeah. uh, for later. There, There is a ritual that they, you know, uh, I will bring that up, that they use, the family does, to seal in the spirit. And they do use, uh, so I, I was getting some conflicting notes. I was trying to do some research on what religion was being represented and I saw a lot to do with Zen Buddhism, and in fact, I think that's probably correct because May even says be Zen, yeah. and that's how she kind of controls the panda. However, the 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 chanting and the ritual, they did say in an interview that they kind of were basing it off of uh, Taoist uh, chants. Hmm. So I, I thought that was interesting. I throw that in there, yeah. but I I couldn't do enough. I couldn't do enough research to find out for sure what is being represented here, but definitely some ancestor worship. And for some reason, people are really upset about that. Yeah, and I guess, just, yeah. God, it's just dumb. I just, come on guys. We live in a country with a freedom of religion. Yeah. I, I, I understand that a majority of you out there who are listening in our country anyways, probably, did grow up in a Christian home. Right. But there's so many other homes in our country. And a lot of them are far like, more... just get over it. Yeah, they're, they're far more fascinating, far more logical in areas. Like, sorry, I don't want to insult Christianity, so that seems very rude to say. But, like, they there's logic to all of them. And, yeah, and it's, sure. it's beautiful to, like, explore other uh, religions and, see like, see what their beliefs are. You know, like... Uh, yeah. Like when I started reading about Buddhism, that was just, it was very eye opening. Like you might learn a lot more about yourself yeah. if you open yourself to these other ideas. And also, this is the, this is only the second Pixar film to have a lead Asian character. The, the first one being Up. Like, yeah, and oh, I guess uh, Raya was Disney, not a Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyhow, I did want to just talk about that a little bit. That I think people need to get over themselves. Uh, this is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a face and a half. I mean, it's hard not to give it that because I don't typically watch a movie twice within a couple of weeks. Right. So right. I'm going to give it that face and a half. I really enjoyed it. And I think if you go through the record of our, our film, our, the films we've watched, 
a lot of the faces and halves probably are going to animated movies. Yeah, I mean it's it's easier it's to probably true. I don't yeah I don't want to say it's easier to please, but at least for us it's a little easier to to please. I think with animated films because like I'm giving this four stars. Yeah. Like this is it's a very fun ride. It's very enjoyable. Like I don't relate as a you know young woman you know coming to a womanhood, but that, that didn't stop me from having full on entertainment and like just fucking loving yeah. the characters. Like it only took thirty and, minutes for me to consider May one of the like my favorite freaking characters to come out of an animation. Like in only thirty right. minutes, she's amazing. <laughs> I love right. May. She's great, and I feel like if anything, this being a movie, a woman centric movie. And it, I still feel like it does not exclude me from being no, entertained no. by it, for one, like you said. But two, if anything, it just gives me more empathy for women. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Just go watch the movie. More, more <laughs> empathy, more, persec- uh, more perspective. Like, and, yeah. and like, okay, they also, we didn't talk about them too much, but for the, uh, for the uh, it's not the trial. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Not trauma. The ritual. Ritual. Thank you. Yeah, for the ritual, they right. bring in they bring in her her aunts and her grandmother and and her grandmother. I do love the aunts. Oh, they're, they're all great. they're all again just like everybody else in this movie. They are all their own personality and they are all fucking mm-hmm. wonderful. <laughs> like it's great yeah, when they walk in and they do the shot on the shoes. Honestly, the cinematography in this movie oh, yeah, is yeah. great. Yeah, there was this one scene with the light where, where there the mother was yelling at the three friends. Yeah. Yeah. and they're in the spotlight of the car it's fucking great yeah it's nice <laughs> it's really nice and you also get a little bit of like the age-old story of you know how your parents raised you how you raise your parents mm-hmm. or how you, how you raise your kids you know it's it's right it's that direct line you see how how that has affected these different generations of women and maybe it's a maybe it's a predictable and an age old tale, but at the same time, it's fucking wonderful. So, yeah, it is. Check, well, check out all three of these movies, but I, I say I, I say agree. Turning Red wins. That is my my victory. I agree. I think we will see it brought up again Oscar time. So this time next year, yeah. we'll we'll hear about it. I think again, and when we do our Pixar uh, playlist, and when we do our Pixar playlist, <laughs> I'm sure that will happen. It's it's a good movie. I I also am going to give it to it, but I think I'm going to give the on the basis of sex movie the second place. I know we don't usually do that, but Suffragette, like you said, go watch that movie. Yeah. It, it has important information for you. It it's not it, like we said earlier exactly historical, but they, the things that happen in that movie happen to women, and you should know about it. Yeah, for real. And yeah, I I wouldn't award a second or third place. I will just say both of those films are pretty fairly tied for me. Fair. Both both very interesting and very entertaining films, but you know, not not like top tier. Like, don't go in thinking you're gonna see like the greatest film ever. Just go in for the oh for sure. the message and for the story because it's important. I, Amen. I think that's been the episode. Thank you to all the women out there for everything that you do. You do so much. Yes. And uh, we we love you all. I have been the Green Traveler from Gorsh. A woman. And I have been the Faceless Leon. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Safe travels. And good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, 
please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.